Welcome to the Sweetest and Toughest Job podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, Mama to Three, and I'm talking with subject matter experts and other parents about all the sweet moments, but also deep diving into the tough topics surrounding pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. Thank you so much for being here as we explore the sweetest and toughest job. Welcome back to the show. I am so glad that you're here. This week, I'm sharing my conversation with Samantha Ecker. This is a topic that I've been really interested in since I started the podcast. We are talking all about baby and toddler language development. It's something that I think is on every parent's mind as your baby grows into a toddler, into a child. We're all wondering about how that speech and language should be developing. Are they developing at the right speed, the right times? Samantha is a speech and language pathologist with over 10 years of experience, and she's also a mom of three with a preschooler, a toddler, and an infant. And today we're sharing our conversation where we talk all about language development in babies and toddlers, the milestones to look out for, and also when you might want to seek professional help if you might be concerned about where your child, toddler, or baby is on their speech development. This conversation is in no way meant to cause any anxiety, and I really wanted to have it more as a tool and maybe a framework or a starting point for parents if you're just thinking, how should I be thinking about the way that my child is developing with their language skills? So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with Samantha, and she's very generously also providing a discount code if you're interested in the Want It Way, which is one of her courses. All you have to do is put in Sweetest Pod, and you can find all the information on her website. Her company is Toddler Talking Tips, and you can visit her website, toddlertalkingtips.com. We get into a lot more of this in the episode. So without further ado, here's my chat with Samantha. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Rachel. It's lovely to connect, and um, I am personally so excited to talk about this topic because it's kind of been on my radar. Um, Since I started the podcast, we are going to talk all about um, toddler talking and kind of what to expect and how you can kind of navigate if you have a young one that is sort of approaching the age that you feel like they should be saying words. Yes. So with that, I'll let you tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about this because this is kind of what I live and breathe because I um, am a speech pathologist and I really specialize in coaching parents on what they can do at home to help their child develop language and to start talking more. Um, But in addition to that, I'm also a mom of three. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a three-month-old. So things are busy around here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So I would love to just jump in and get into the meat of this conversation. Um, What age should parents start paying attention to the words that their kids are saying? Um, Well, if they want to um, start paying attention to what they're saying, that's the first step, right? To what their parent, what the parents are saying. And that can really start right off the bat. 
So even to your little tiny baby like I have at home, um, there's lots you can do to support their language development and kind of get them on the right track. Um, as far as when you should start you thinking about what your toddler is saying, first words usually emerge right around 12 months, give or take. Uh, some are a little bit earlier, some are a little bit later, but that's when you should start kind of uh, making sure that you know what to expect as far as the milestones related to language. Okay, and I'm, I'm curious, like when you say first words, because I happen to have a 12-month-old right now, um, you know, they, they, can, they can do things like saying mama, 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 da or baba, that kind of stuff. Are those considered words or are you looking more for like ball? Mom, yeah. you know, mama. Uh-huh. <laughs> kinds awesome of question. So really anything that your child says that refers to a specific thing and they say the same way every time can count as a word. So even if they say something that has doesn't sound anything like the mean the the word they're trying to say, it still counts. So if they say like ba and they mean shoe, it's fine mm-hmm. as long as they still say it. Uh, every single time. That's still a word. Even okay. things like animal sounds and sound like, uh-oh, those little words count when you're counting up how many words your little one has. That that makes total sense to me. When we're talking about kind of progressing past those very first words or sounds, and I definitely don't want to create any anxiety for any parents out there listening, um, but I know that it's top of mind for parents to kind of wonder what's appropriate in terms of how many words and how quickly. So um, what should you kind of be looking at beyond that 12 month age range? And, and at what point should you consider um, maybe seeking some additional help if your ch- you think your child might be having some trouble? Yeah, no, I love how you frame that because I try to approach milestones kind of with the same attitude, right? Like they're in- important we need to know them because we the earlier we can help we can get a child support the less difficulty they're going to have but mm-hmm. we don't want parents to you know have so much anxiety about it and be worried googling everything that they you know they can think of and losing sleep over it so it's kind of like a balance you know you need to know but you need to not um kind of define your child with those milestones right your child's awesome no matter how they they develop but yes. that said it's important so Um, usually we say by two years old, we want a child to have, uh, 50 distinct words at least. Now average is more like 200, but, um, the, the benchmark that we would look for to say, okay, this child's at least on the right track would be five, five, I'm sorry, 50 words by, by 24 months and starting to put two words together. Okay. Um, and then by three, at very least, a child should have about 250 words, but average is more like a thousand. Okay. Okay. And so then you're, you're really talking at that point. <laughs> yeah, that. right. They're on fire by then. <laughs> um, and then that's kind of only half the story because we also are looking at how toddlers understand too. So a good rule of thumb is that. By one-year-old, they should understand one-step commands. So um, get your shoe, right? Or throw this away. So real simple things. Then by two years old, we want them to be able to follow two-step commands, like 
get your shoes and bring them to daddy or okay. um, throw this away and then come over here, right? So two things by two years old. And then by three years old, they really should be understanding more complex sorts of um, commands. Okay. So that's just kind of a rule of thumb to, to, so the parents can figure out if they're, if they're toddlers more or less on the right track. So if you have a child that's kind of approaching this two-year mark, because I, I know I've had um, friends and I've also read that this quote-unquote term, kind of a late talker, um, what, what are kind of the parameters around that? Like what's the, what's the whole situation with that? Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you a, a little bit about my kids because mm-hmm. they be great. Um, were kind of um, very different, right? So Milo is my mm-hmm. four and a half year old and he was a talker, right? At like 18 months, he, he was talking of phrases. He had a word for almost everything. I was like, oh, hey, I'm pretty good at this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then along comes Elliot, my now two-year-old. He's 25 months, so he just turned two. Um, and at, you know, 14 months, he wasn't really saying anything. And then 16 months, and then 18 months, he had maybe like five words. And I'm like, hmm, you know, I know, I know that at this point, he should have at least like 10, 15, 20 words. You know, he should be on his way. Um, so I actually decided to get him evaluated by another speech therapist because, you know, I knew what I was looking at, but I was his mom and a little biased. So I wanted someone else to kind of take a look and and see if there's anything I was missing. Um, and he, you know, the, the other speech therapist agreed that he was a little bit delayed in his expressive language, meaning what he was saying. Um, and we, um, you know, then soon after that quarantined mm-hmm. and I, I joke that being quarantined with a speech therapist made his language explode because it, it did. Like <laughs> now he, he's talking in like long sentences and he has a word for everything and he's singing full songs. Like he really, his language really developed. Um, and that's the case with a, a lot of kids, right? Where they're a little bit later and then their language kind of explodes. The right. problem with just kind of waiting and seeing if that happens is that um, you don't know if, if that's going to be your kid or if your kid's going to be somebody who has a little more difficulty even as they get older. Mm-hmm. So that's why we always recommend an evaluation by a speech pathologist as soon as you have any concerns, even if it's just to like kind of make you feel better that no, they're on the right track, you know? Sure, sure. But um, the just getting in there early if there are any difficulties makes a huge difference. Um, and I feel like just, I'm just thinking to myself and I talk about this on the podcast all the time. It's so hard as moms and parents because the comparison game is strong. So I love that you kind of, um, just gave the examples of how different your two kids were because every child is so different. So I think it's just such a valid point to, to say that, you know, no two kids are going to kind of go down the same path even yeah a hundred percent and you know kids. like Elliot's <laughs> motor skills were off the charts compared to Milo who had more difficulty like he was a later walker um mm-hmm. even like in the older toddler years had a little difficulty with balance and jumping and things like that and I didn't really know those milestones um at the time and I, I wish I had because I would have gotten him in early intervention um but it's just not something that parents 
always know. Yes. You know, all those yes. milestones. I actually have a, um, a milestone handbook for language milestones How awesome. that um, might be a good resource. So it's just a toddler talking tip slash milestones. Awesome. That is, I feel like that's because just like you said, and I'm, I'm on my third child and you forget too. And yes. and because they're all different, you know, that you're like, wait a minute, I don't so remember true. this from the second or the first, but it could be that you don't remember. And it could be that they're just different and they're going through it differently. So I love that you have that resource. I definitely Googled when a baby should roll over like in yes. the last week because <laughs> yes. my three month old was like, you know, starting to push up. You know, she's my third baby. <laughs> you just forget, you know? So we're, we're, we've kind of talked about like if they don't have words and, and then we've talked about kind of the timing. What about um, the way that they're saying their words? So, you know, the very, very cute and adorable toddler talk, like my five-year-old still says some words that I will refuse to correct her because I'm like, this is just so precious it's and so cute. cute. I know. <laughs> so maybe know. mixing up some consonant sounds like wabbit instead of rabbit or my kids say blanklet, you know, they kind of add in extra um, sounds. Um, what is your kind of thought right. on that? Yeah. My oldest says panetizer for hand sanitizer, yeah. <laughs> which I think is adorable. So cute. <laughs> but um, for the little ones, usually... I don't even worry about how the, the speech sounds are coming out until they're getting close to their third birthday and have a good amount of, have a pretty good vocabulary. So before okay. that, I'm really focused on language, right? They're, what they're saying, what they're understanding, how they're putting words together. Then we can kind of get a better picture of if there's any difficulty with how the words are coming out. Okay. So I would say don't worry about it really until they are moving closer to their third birthday. Okay. It makes sense because I feel like you're, you're saying to focus on the communication aspect, right? You want them to understand you and you to maybe kind of understand them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's all about communication at those, the younger age. Um, a good rule of thumb is that for, a, they should be about 25% intelligible or understood by a, somebody who doesn't know them. For a two-year-old, they should be 50% understood. A three-year-old should be 7% understood. And a four-year-old should be almost 100% understood. Okay. So you can kind of think of it like in terms of fourths. So mm -hmm. one-fourth, two-fourths, three-fourths, four-fourths with the number corresponding to the age. It's just a, a way to remember how, like, what, how you should expect your, your toddler to be understood. We don't expect like perfect speech for, out of a two-year-old in any scenario. That's very reassuring. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So I wanted to get to the question um, that how do you know when it's time to seek therapy versus like maybe you just need to folk, you know, spend a little bit of extra time with your toddler. Um, maybe there's courses. I know you offer some courses. Um, maybe there's something you can kind of just enhance in your home life versus like actually going to get them evaluated. Yeah. So I would say if you have any concerns, just get them evaluated. Um, mm -hmm. If you're in the U.S., there's a really great early intervention program in every state. And it's, um, it's either low cost or no cost. And okay. usually the evaluation is free. 
there's really no reason not to do it. But if you just have a speech therapist seeing your kid for half an hour or an hour a week, they're not going to make that much progress. They'll make so much more progress if you, the parent, is involved and using the strategies all day long with your child, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, think of how much more time you're with your kid than, than a speech therapist would be. Um, so I always tell parents, yes, get the evaluation, seek professional um, advice, but learn yourself how to help your child in all those other hours. And usually your speech therapist is a great resource for teaching you that. Um, I also um, give a lot of free information at Toddler Talking Tips. Um, and I also um, give courses to teach parents about how language development develops and what they can do at home to uh, support and facilitate their toddler's language development. I had no idea that there were so many resources. That's a really great point you made. I'm glad that you mentioned that for anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, it's, it's something that um, is really, really helpful and a lot of people don't know about it. So that's my background. I worked in early intervention. Um, so it's a usually a birth to three program. Um, and it's really based on parent coaching. So when they're that little, the kids get the most out of it when you show the parents what to do. Mm -hmm. And um, it's empowering for parents because they can really be kind of in charge of their toddler's development, just with a little bit of professional advice on how things work and, and ideas for what they can do. I, I just have to also kind of touch on or, or chat with you about how um, the language development can be such a difficult um, difficult thing for parents to go through because there's this language barrier and this time in your child's life where they kind of start to understand and want to communicate, but oftentimes like they just don't have those skills or they can't get across what they mean. And that could be super frustrating for your child. And then in turn, it's really frustrating for you as a parent. Yes. Okay. So you're reading my mind here. Okay. <laughs> literally this week, I'm releasing another freebie. That's It's a 25-page guide called How to Avoid Communication-Related Tantrums. And um, it, you can get it at toddlertalkingtips.com slash tantrums. And it really addresses that exact piece, right? Because toddlers aren't exactly known for being even keeled. <laughs> level yeah, headed, yes, right? yes. So when you add that communication difficulty, it just frustrates the heck out of them, right? Um, so it, it teaches strategies that parents can use um, how to be supportive, how to validate their child's language, um, how to create predictable routines to facilitate their language um, and help them communicate even if they don't have the words yet and kind of move through or even avoid those tantrums. Altogether. Yes, that's so awesome. And I genuinely did not know that you had that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Did I tell I about that? <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. You didn't. But, um, but I just know, you know, again, like having three kids, I'm like, gosh, I've totally been there where you just feel like, I'm like, I don't want my kids to grow up too fast because, you know, I want to savor every minute, but the talking can be really difficult and it can be, um, a really big challenge to kind of navigate through and to not get frustrated over. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And actually, um, the, the paid course that I have, right now uh, for parents is called the want it way and it really dives in a little bit deeper than um, that other guide 
in how to get your child to tell you what they want without getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's an, want is an acronym. So it gives different strategies that you can use. It's which one, so giving choices, anticipation strategies, nonverbal communication strategies, and temptation strategies. And it's, um, it's almost two hours of, of video content explaining the strategies, and then there's a workbook and a, um, a planner to plan out how you're going to implement the strategies. Um, there's also a training on what to do when you know your toddler is trying to tell you something, but you can't quite figure out mm-hmm. what it is. Right? We've all been there. Oh, yes. Many times. <laughs> so that's a resource. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a resource that I think a lot of parents could benefit from. And actually, I have a um, discount code for your listeners if they're interested um, in getting one at way. Um, So the code is um, SweetestPod, and um, I will send you the link for, for that. Perfect. Well, I'll put that in my show notes. And I know you've mentioned that you have um, a lot of freebies as well as some of these other things that you've been talking about on your website, Toddler Talking Tips. So I will put that in my show notes as well. And is there any other way um, that people can find you and connect with you or anything you want to add about how you're helping parents navigate through this? Yeah. So I post a lot on Instagram and Facebook. It's Toddler Talking Tips. Um, And where the magic ends more is in my Facebook group, which is called My Talking Toddler. Um, And it's really a place for parents to kind of talk to each other, um, support each other, give ideas. I chime in because I can't help myself (laughs) and I like to (laughs) to help out when I can. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, my talking toddlers, the Facebook group, my DMs are always open if people want to bounce ideas off of me or vent or, or get, get some ideas on, on how they can kind of approach their toddlers um, language development. did you get an evaluation? Have you seen a speech pathologist? Because nothing um, really replaces having somebody evaluate your child. You know, a lot of it, um, you know, I provide a lot of support and ideas for the parents, but it's not the same as somebody actually evaluating a child. Although right now, given the COVID and everything, a lot of parents are having a little difficulty accessing those services. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I can kind of help bridge the gap a little bit, especially in these times. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, just lending your knowledge and um, your expertise. And I appreciate your time. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Head over to sweetestandtoughestjob.com. You'll find additional episodes there, as well as information from today's episode, resources, and links. We'd love to connect with you on social media at Sweetest and Toughest Job on either Instagram or Facebook. And a special thank you to Mackay Pace for all the original music used.